Hi, I'm Becky. And I'm Haley. And this is How to Not Get Killed. Hey, how's it going? Good, good. We had to like pause right after saying our names because I like smashed into everything in, in Haley's office here. Oh. I'm sorry. I almost destroyed my laptop yeah, five she, minutes ago. She went to go talk with like, you know, a very dramatic hand gesture, like <laughs> sent her laptop flying. It's oh. o- it's okay. Um, it's it's still standing. It's alive. Mm-hmm. It's it's here. It's the morning. This is different. Mm-hmm. We, mm-hmm. we normally record like in the afternoon and the evening. Yeah, it's true. This is like yeah. morning. We got lattes. I'm drinking my my special yeah latte that Haley made me. It's delicious. Mm. You can probably hear it here. Ah, delicious. <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> yeah. So um. Yeah. So yeah. So it's to start. Yeah, uh, you I do have your a, thing. Have a correction. <laughs> Haley has a correction. It wasn't even even my case. I just butted in, said something, and it was wrong. (laughs) Very confidently. (laughs) But that's okay. We're going to correct. We're going to correct. Yes. So when I said earlier that the mayor of Scarborough said something really upsetting, it was not the mayor. So hope y'all didn't write him hate mail already. (laughs) I mean, knowing our listeners. We didn't say his name, but like uh, knowing our listeners, they'd like find out who it was. (laughs) Yeah. They're like outside his house right now. So. Um, so it wasn't the mayor. It was Constable Vic Clark, who was okay. a member of the police force. Speaking of hate mail, I'm pretty sure I even instructed everybody to like go get him, didn't I? I remember we being like, his, get him, guys. We didn't say his name, though, oh. because I didn't know the mayor's name at the time. Okay, good, because so, that could have been yeah very bad for us legally. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, either way. Yeah, because I, look, I looked it up, and I was like, there was a guy who was mayor until 88, and then there was, like, a woman, like, and the first female mayor out their or something <laughs> that came into office, like, eight, in 89. And I looked at Becky, and I was like, I hope it wasn't the woman that said it. <laughs> either way, no one should be saying it. <laughs> no one should be saying it, but that would be extra upsetting if it was a woman that yeah. said that about other women. Oh, but um, it was Constable Vic Clark who said, um, don't expect people to watch out for you if you happen to come back at 1 a.m. in the morning off the bus. Lovely. That's what he said. And then um, and then he went on to say, it would be nice to think that you can go anywhere you like nowadays, but don't put yourself in a vulnerable position. Ah, Just yes. further victim blaming, of course. <laughs> Just, ah, yes. <laughs> and then in response to that, the Toronto Transit Commission, the TTC, instituted a request stop program, like I said, so women could ask the bus drivers to drop them off um, like between stops, yeah. like if it was going to be closer to where they lived. Yeah. So in, in response to, to that, the TTC took it upon themselves to... To step in and, and try and help Which these is women. Amazing. So, like I said, yeah. it's still amazing. I still give them props for that. And it's badass. It's hopefully, rad-ass hopefully badass. not every constable in the police force felt the same way. Constable I doubt Clark it. Did. Yeah, but yeah, it's just not. <laughs> Even if yeah. you truly believe that, don't say it. Yeah, don't say it out loud. That's it's not going to help anybody. Like yeah. really, you're just an idiot. <laughs> that's my thing with like people like that that just like say things where you're just like utterly shocked by what they've said. It's just like. It, you gotta know you can't just say that like you, you have to gonna, know that you're gonna get backlash yeah from this. it's just like, like go ahead and think those things be the shitty person you are that's that's fine with me do your thing be you but like come on you you're speaking to the public you gotta know that there's like maybe like a 0.5 percent of people that agree with you and the rest of everybody else is normal and regular and hates that so mm-hmm. 
fuck off yeah <laughs> be yeah. smarter like so it was it was the wrong person that i said but you can now direct your hate mail to constable mcclark <laughs> <laughs> someone uh, did say it yeah email address pending <laughs> <laughs> we'll track them down oh god uh, i have a correction to make as well in part two i had mis miswrote the date that Kristen French was abducted on, so I'm just going to correct that here. It was April 16th, 1992. My sincerest apologies for getting that messed up because that's that's an important one. That's an important one. So what did you what did you say? Before? I just I didn't it was... say anything before. It was like a different date that I oh, had like okay. when I was moving things around. It got like put in. I think it was like July or something. I'd written in there. And I knew that was wrong. Oh, because so I, I thought didn't say it. I thought you did say it was like Easter weekend. Yeah, I yeah. just couldn't remember exactly the date precisely. Gotcha, gotcha. And then it, okay. from that point on, it had messed up like the timeline that I had like written oh, out. I, I don't know. In my in my head, you didn't mess anything up somehow. Oh, well, so. that I'm perfect <laughs> and a disregard. <laughs> You're just saying this, yeah. and I'm like, oh, isn't that what you said before? I don't know. Oh. Here oh. I am just not listening. Yeah. <laughs> like, have you been listening at all? <laughs> We're not even doing that case, Haley. <laughs> You're just like in your own world. <laughs> That's okay. I do understand though. Sometimes like when, when it's not your case, you'll like notice that like, I don't know, there'll be like two minutes where you're just like, oh no, I was like, I've thought about something else for a second. And now I like, <laughs> that's why sometimes when I'm like, can you just say that again for a second? Because I'm like, wait a minute. I know. I thought and about I, my grocery list for like two seconds. And, and now I feel I'm lost. like I listen to podcasts and like, they never do that. And sometimes, and then, sometimes when it happens, I'm like, oh, thank God she asked because I would have to rewind it and double check what yeah. date that was or whatever it, <laughs> yeah. the hell it was. So um, I don't know. Just checking in. Just I'm doing it for you, the yeah. listeners. But, but, I am yeah. listening. I'm just oh. double checking. See, see sometimes you know? you're doing it just to test me. Make sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you like to, it's funny because like you'll always ask me the questions on something that I've like deleted because I was like, well, this is irrelevant. And then you'll be like, no, tell me about it. And I'm like, well, now I can't remember. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm like, I want to know about this specific detail yeah. with this specific well, person. You asked me about like the pharmaco like pharmacological science <laughs> on the one thing. And I was just like, I don't know, Haley. <laughs> I removed I that part. I expect you to know I didn't everything. think anyone would care. <laughs> But that's okay. That's okay. Uh, yeah. We got to keep each other on our toes. That's what keeps us interesting. Absolutely. Got to challenge each other. Yeah. It also, yeah, this is, that's what adds the comedic value here is <laughs> us just <laughs> ripping each other open. Just stumping each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. Do, do I need, I need to do a recap, don't I? Because we're on part three. It could have yeah. been weeks by now. I have no idea. <laughs> Where are we in time? Honestly, I'm in like, a, I'm, I'm in Jeremy Bear Me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, this... Uh, like I said earlier, before we started recording, that I think this will be dropping the Wednesday before Easter. Okay. So if anyone celebrates Easter, happy Easter, happy Easter, happy Holy Week. Is that no? That's that's earlier. Is that no? I think it, I think it would be Holy Week. We talked about this. I didn't look it up. and now I can't remember. See, I was kind no, no, of no, paying attention. No, no, I think attention. it is Holy Week. I think Holy Week is the week before Easter. I see. I don't know. I, I'm I myself am not religious, but enjoy your festivities. And yeah, enjoy. And, and, and obviously Easter chocolate. egg hunts and chocolate, of course. Yeah, family oh, stuff. Family dinners. Yeah. Either way, gather and have a good time. Now that we're all able to go go, go out, kick your boots off and yeah. paint the town red. <laughs> I was right. It oh, is the week she's between Palm Sunday and Easter. Right? In the, the Roland Doe episode yes. when I recited all of yes. this. See, I See, pay I'm attention. still a good little Catholic girl. I, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I am not. I am not. I, I have a funny story. I was talking with one of our listeners who we love so much, Tasha. She's amazing. I was telling her the funny story. I don't know if I've ever told you this story, but since you are you just said you're a good little Catholic girl, <laughs> I'm, it's time for me to tell. <laughs> I am so not. <laughs> this, <laughs> this running joke I've had with my dad like since I was born. Mm-hmm. 
So I don't know how it started. Oh, I think when I was a kid, I was asking about my two like moles that are up here. They're like on like where my like temples are just a little bit off. Yeah. Okay. They're not yeah. like symmetrical. No, no, no. At not all. at all. But yeah. obviously when you're a little kid, you're like, what are these? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and like, you're just curious. Yeah. So like my dad, obviously he's joking. So nobody be like, wow, that sounds like a really bad dad. He was, it was funny. It's, yeah. yeah. It's, I feel like I know where this is going and I think it's funny already. So, <laughs> he, he would tell me that it's because I'm actually the spawn of Satan. And that's where they shaved down my horns before I was born. <laughs> <laughs> and like for the longest time I just like genuinely believed him so I would like jokingly to people be like yeah I, I'm the spawn of Satan like, yeah my dad told me yeah my dad told me himself they shaved down my horns and everything you can see the marks you can see them <laughs> and then like anytime anything that would happen with me that like seemed very like anti-religious if you will he would just be like see i told you it's because you're the spawn of the proof so for like a lot of my like upbringing i don't know if you remember this this is why i would like skip mass in high school i like would faint in churches often like i think it happened about eight times oh my gosh no i didn't know that yeah the first time it happened i was like really young and like i got like carried out by like everybody they were just like get her out of here and then like after my dad was just like i knew it the spawn of satan (laughs) like just to like make it funny but yeah no i i don't like going to churches because i get so i think it's because there's never any air conditioning honestly like do you just get hot and i just get like overwhelmed with like all the people and it's hot and it's just like it feels very like i don't want to say this but it feels really scary especially when everyone's like ha, ha, ha. <laughs> it just like feels like i'm being sacrificed <laughs> i'm sorry i religion's fantastic and no I honestly support like, everybody, I'm, not even, but... I'm not even religious but as like a- anymore really but as an adult like i would still go sometimes with my grandpa back like, when he was still alive and as an adult i got to the point where i actually really enjoyed church even though i was growing away from religion which i found very weird but like i was the, like, like community oh, you get to like go and yeah. you just like sing and like and then <laughs> you're out there like yeah <laughs> we also really liked the priest at my grandpa's church and so like he was always just very like positive upbeat and like yeah. his uh like you know whatever they called the speeches i can't remember i have no idea I can't remember the speeches. The speeches <laughs> where you do in the middle. I'm so we're sorry. Always, we're not like, doing really every good. <laughs> religious sorry, person I'm not trying justice. to offend anybody. No, I really liked it. Um, yeah. And then you know, I like I said, I just kind of grew away from it. I don't go anymore. But I got to the point as an adult where I, I was like, oh yeah, like I just like I, I, I got this positive feeling from it. But like, I understand your perspective too, where like you go and it's like well, it can be very overwhelming. There can be like a lot of people there. Sometimes yeah. it's just like kids screaming and whatever oh, and oh the second a baby starts crying i think that's usually when i would just be like i'm out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and faint <laughs> like i'm like wondering i mean yeah what if i just like toss some holy water on you do you think it would like burn through my skin probably <laughs> <laughs> becky can't enter yeah. a church guys yeah. you know what you're either the spawn of satan or you're a vampire i'd rather be the spawn of satan i think yeah okay. yeah a I little know. bit more power yeah yeah i don't know i feel like it would come with cooler perks right i'd have to eat less people probably i would just do the like you'd probably in like a couple of decades get to like torture paul and carla in hell oh my i'm the spot of satan (laughs) it's yeah 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 yeah. you'd get to like i'll I'll get to do like the the penis flattener from the good place you know yeah the like what what are they called like the butt bees or something (laughs) (laughs) i'll do all of that all the creative ways all the creative ways (laughs) Oh, oh, it'd be so good. Yeah, That'd there you so go. Good. 
So. Oh, that was, yeah, that was a tangent. Apologies. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. So sorry for any really religious people that we've just offended. Uh, yeah. Seriously. We, we seriously mean no offense Like I said, all. no, we, we both grew up Catholic and yeah. like we very much understand the, in- the institutions oh, yeah. of religion. I fully respect it. Oh, yeah. Everyone just has their own personal View. journey and that's, and that's just us. But oh, yeah. like, and I can respect uh, We know a lot of our listeners are religious and we. Yeah. We've we talked about some, and like, we love to have discussions with people about yeah. it. So Becky and I just, like I said, we were raised Catholic, so all of our jokes are about Catholics. Like that's just yeah. how it goes. Yeah, <laughs> we we can poke fun at ourselves. That's yeah. fine. Like yeah. I think so. It's just the religion we know the most about. Yeah. So. Just don't cancel us. Like <laughs> God damn it, <laughs> comedy still needs to live, guys. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I was asking, should, should I do a recap? Even though it's already like forty-five minutes in. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> do you want to do like just a speedy one? Just like Shit. a okay. Do I got this under under my belt? Right no now. pressure, but I'm just saying you can just kind of just gloss over the big stuff that mm-hmm. you covered in okay. like the last two or just the second one. Uh, I'll do like a really quick gloss over of both. I think just okay. just in case, but hopefully. Okay. Oh, I'm gonna pull a hardcore Haley move here and just be like, just go listen to part one and part two. There's your recap. <laughs> <laughs> You know what, though? That was, like, the most, like, bossy I've ever seen you. That was, like, dominance. I loved it. I, I was a little turned on. It's like an out-of-body experience. <laughs> I, I was like, who, who, who is this? <laughs> what have you done with Ailey? Where is she? She's wild right now. Okay, so part one. I, you know, I don't, I'm not going to split it up. I'm just going to just do it all together as a big lump sum. So we've, we've covered about like Paul and Carla's like upbringings, both of them mildly rough. Paul's more so rough than Carla's. Um, Paul obviously had become the Scarborough rapist. I was about to say the Scranton Strangler and that was going to be the biggest oopsie of my entire <laughs> oh my life. Gosh. It started coming out and I was like, this cannot be. So anyways, he goes on and he had assaulted uh, upwards of 12 women. Um, that was the grossest mouth noise. My apologies. We're leaving that in. You guys get to deal with that. You get you get like one or two per episode. Um, then he moves to St. Catherine's. They start their journey together. They um, assault and murder um, <clears throat> Carla's younger sister, Tammy. And then they go on to assault and murder Leslie Mahaffey. Um, and then we covered Kristen French's abduction, assault and murder as well. And that's where we left off. And now we're kind of picking back up to it. Mm-hmm. And this this episode is going to cover more of like kind of how they got caught, how the trial kind of loosely went. And we're going to talk about like our opinions. So if you don't care to hear what our opinion is, this episode's definitely not for you. Yeah. Because this yeah. one's heavily where we express how we feel about it. And I know everyone has different stances uh, on yeah. controversial cases because – I know, I know I'm probably going to say some things in this one that's going to piss people off at one certain part, but I also don't care. So we'll get there when we get there. Because <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> that's my opinion. I'll, I'll give you a trigger warning about Becky's opinion when it comes to Because <laughs> I know they can be rough sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so from the time that Kristen was abducted to when her body was discovered on April 30th of 1992 – the like entire community was in like an absolute frenzy. Like they were all over like the media. It it just it, no one could like escape the story because everyone was on the hunt. Like they have now lost two young girls in the area, mm-hmm. and it you know people are starting to get extremely concerned and worried. Like that's that's not necessarily something you can just like brush under the rug in such a small close knit community, right? Yeah, and I think I said to you, I don't know if I said it on like in an episode or before but this 
is kind of the time when like when we recall this case that like my parents or like Luke's parents would be like Kristen French like we remember the media we remember like all the yeah like it just really blowing up I think with like the Scarborough rapist like everyone was hearing about that too but like mm-hmm. you also like they didn't live in Scarborough so it just wasn't it didn't feel as connected blown up yeah and not that they lived in the Niagara area but I just think at that at this point the way people talk about it it was really blowing up a lot yeah 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 it was everywhere a lot of media coverage yeah and like and too it's like it's one of those stories that it affects every age i think that's like the other point that like it kind of gets forgotten about because like when you hear about like missing persons or like murder cases like teenagers might not hear about it you know what i mean like high school students and elementary students might not hear about these cases but because these are like friends of theirs that have been abducted and and then found like murdered and dismembered in other locations mm-hmm. like the youth are hearing about it yeah. because this is their friend that this has happened to and i think that's when it like hits harder on like a more galactic scale in a community is when it's like when it is a young person unfortunately it does get really heightened because it affects everybody because it affects parents who sit mm-hmm. there and feel like connected to the story like oh my god if that was my son or daughter like i i feel for these parents and then these friends yeah. of theirs are just and i think that those yeah. are <clears throat> I think those are the ones that you remember the most is the ones where they were your age when they were taken or you were a parent of young children when they were taken. Because I remember a lot of the names of the girls that went missing when we were in elementary school and high school, like Tori Stafford and Holly Jones and like seeing those on the news and being like, wow, those girls are like close to my age, you know? Yeah. And then same with, like I said, our parents who then in the early 90s were having young children and then seeing this, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Whereas I think like, like when you're kind of in your like 20s, it's you feel a bit disconnected from it. Not that you're not paying attention, but it's yeah. more like you live in your safe bubble, right? I, like, I just feel like there's ones that make an impression on you yeah, for certain reasons, 100%. you know? 100%. It, it also, <clears throat> excuse me, I have like a, a frog in my throat. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So it, it also like another reason why it was like also super heightened, especially with Kristen's story is there were witnesses of the abduction. Yeah, so I didn't realize that. Yeah, a few witnesses, because again, it was broad daylight. Yeah, in the middle of the day. Um, one of the witnesses had come forward and she she gave what she believed to be like a 100% accurate recount of like what the vehicle was. Um, nice. I can't remember what she claimed the vehicle was, but it wasn't accurate. Oh, okay. So for a little while, they were looking for the wrong car. That's yeah. so hard. Because we talked about hard. memory and these things and like... And, and you do... you. Still come forward with your tips. Like I, yeah, when we no, say no, this, no, we never are true. like, oh, don't do it unless you're certain because this person was certain and there's no shame yeah. to this person for misremembering. But And it's hard for the cops too to be like, okay, this person seems certain, but then we also have to remember that people yeah. remember things wrong. So if we're searching for a gray car because they said it was gray, but we also need to yeah. not have tunnel vision on just a gray car because well, it could be blue or it could be white or it could be whatever. Yeah. Because it's like, it, you know. It gives it that umbrella. So like I, the – the witness had claimed that it was like a a beige something or other. I think she said it was a beige Camaro, but it was actually like a gold Nissan or something. So it was still like a similar looking vehicle. Just mm-hmm. she got like the make and model incorrect. Mm-hmm. So it was like, okay, well, like then look for like a neutral colored sedan. You know, it's like we can like change the words up. So it's just like more. So it's of like, more general. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah, then absolutely. it's like, okay, well, yeah, she could be re- misremembering and like just placing a car that she can like easily name. Because mm-hmm. like I've done that, like, for example, like the Toyota symbol and what's the other one? They're very similar looking. 
when like when you're driving past i think it's like the hyundai symbol like they oh, look maybe. similar yeah, when yeah, you're yeah. driving yeah past. so if i, I saw mean. like a white hyundai i might be like oh that was a toyota corolla because that would be what pops into my head faster you yeah know and I mean? i'm absolutely terrible with cars so i straight up Same. would be like it was a sedan yeah <laughs> like, it was a car what are it you was talking a car. about it wasn't a truck it or a wheels. van it was a car with yeah four doors maybe two yeah i don't know <laughs> It could have been, it could have been a train for all I, don't I know. know. It's my tip. <laughs> I don't know. Just take it and run. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so it did kind of slow things down, which is unfortunate. But yeah. also, I we have a listener. I can't remember if she gave me permission to say her name with this story or not. Fuck, I should have checked this. I'm not going to, just in case. You can always retro. Yeah. Like, you can give but her credit for it after if I'm, she, I'm certain she to. I'm certain she'd be okay with it because it, it obviously ended up to not be true. Mm-hmm. So it's like, for them, it's kind of like something of, like, comedic value where it's like, this happened. Like, it shouldn't have happened to us, but it did. Mm-hmm. Um, her, her dad was crush, questioned because he had a similar, like, make and model to the gotcha. vehicle at the time okay. so he was questioned like in relation to the crimes wow yeah and she was just like yeah obviously like obviously it wasn't, wasn't him, him. yeah <laughs> like obviously <laughs> but it was just like and for them it felt very like wild because it would be like he has zero connection to like any of these people and yeah. so it just yeah she just wanted to like make sure it got in there of that, course like, yeah anybody could be questioned and it oh. does kind of like make it a little bit more yeah. real like hearing stuff like that it's like oh wow that's even closer to home than i thought because well especially like some yeah. of the cases that we've covered or that we hear about where um obviously they caught the right people but sometimes they don't and it's like oh you have the same car and you're the same description and you don't have an alibi yeah so we're bringing you in like yeah. you know what i'm saying like so it could have gone that way <laughs> yeah exactly like it could have gone a lot worse he yeah. could have gotten pinned for a crime he didn't do and like thank goodness thank he god didn't. yeah because i i know because <laughs> like we, we said, know now like, it's not but it's just it, that's what i mean yeah. when you when you say it makes it more real because it's like it makes it very real that like he was like you're not you're, you didn't do anything wrong but you feel like you're in trouble you know what i'm saying like well, that's yeah. how i would feel if i was being questioned yeah, I'd by be the like, police oh, shit should i buy a new car like but then that's suspicious <laughs> i know <laughs> fuck but then, and then you're like should i hire a lawyer but it, then that's suspicious suspicious oh but then you're stupid if you don't <laughs> suspicious, oh, suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't <laughs> Oh, God. So <clears throat> Paul had already, like, at this point, been questioned, like, several times. Like, he's gone in to talk about, like, the Scarborough rapings. Like, he's been questioned. Yeah. Um, All before, like, Tammy's death and all before Leslie Mahaffey and Kristen French's death. So, like, he's already been, like, on the radar. Yeah. Which is, like, is this – I don't know if you know – is this, like – OPP investigating this now or is it just or is it Niagara police because he was questioned by Scarborough police I haven't seen anything about OPP come up I'm only seeing Metro Toronto police and then um, Niagara region police okay so like I don't think OPP had any jurisdiction because I I wouldn't assume so I just didn't know if it was like being handed up i read something in that article i was reading yesterday in the walrus about the fbi coming in at some point oh um i mean that's possible i haven't seen that but it it is that they were asking for assistance or something i think around this time when all the media coverage and they they were like we need to reach out to like other like stations to like expand the search kind of thing so that's why i was like i don't know if the opp got involved or it doesn't sound like they like you said would have had jurisdiction so it makes sense that it would be the niagara yeah they might have gotten involved in those like there there are like I don't know what to actually call them, but what I've referred to them as is like gray area cities where it's like yeah. the in-betweens. Like there yeah. are towns that like they don't have their own like their like townships police. They just have OPP. Mm-hmm. Yes. Pardon me. So like I think they're like 
they probably covered like questioning for like those areas yeah. that are like in and around the St. Catharines mm-hmm. like region, if you will. So shortly after um, Kristen French's like disappearance and then finding, the Green Ribbon Task Force was created to like investigate the murders of Leslie Mahaffey and Kristen French. At the end of May, this would have been 1992, sorry, um, John Motile, Motile, I'm not sure how to say that last name. It's whatever, Motile. I'll say Motile. Um, he's an acquaintance of Paul. He had actually gone and reported Paul as a possible murder suspect for like the murders of Leslie Mahaffey and Kristen French. Okay. So people are coming forward now. Like uh, there was a few of them. I just reported that one because that was the most like reliable one Mm -hmm. because he was like a friend of his. Like people are coming forward to be like, this is seeming weird. Like, yeah, he said this to me or, you know. Yeah, there must have been something because like we said, he seemed to do a good job for the most part of playing the role of a normal guy. But then we have heard in other tips from people and things that he did to openly talk about his like sexual preferences and weird things and he must have been he must have there 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 must have been signs for some people where it's just like that comment was off or that behavior was off or that something that is adding up to them yeah and like what i was saying i think it was in like part one about like his behavior in the videotapes and how like he could have pulled the wool over my eyes like that that's all based on like just what's shown in like the the videos like because in the videos that they show in this documentary like he does seem like a charismatic guy Mm -hmm. but like Maybe off of camera to like just friends and acquaintances, he might have behaved differently. And clearly, people are getting bad vibes from him. Or maybe and if you spend spend enough time with him, maybe right? the, and he gets yeah. comfortable enough, yeah. and he starts ta- well, exactly, right? About things. Or like everyone know, like not know someone like Paul Bernardo, not even close, no. but like everyone's <laughs> had not. a situation where it's like, oh, you go out with a friend, and then you like have a few beers, and then they start. Behaving talking about something and you're like oh you're oh. really opening up to me like yeah and oh, sometimes concerning. <laughs> sometimes that's great and other times you're like wow that person does something really fucking weird like yeah you, you or know just rubs you the wrong way yeah like so yeah million things could have happened for that person exactly to, yeah and like even like when you like read things like from if like if you happen to read the book lethal marriage like the like transcripts of him it's like it is hard to like read some of the things he says like throughout these like scripts and like place it on the same person that you see in these happy videos so it's just like mm-hmm. there's there is clearly two people yeah that exist within them like it's mm-hmm. there's two completely different sides and yeah it's yeah so people are obviously like catching on to his shenanigans if mm-hmm. you will rightfully so so in december 1992 so it's been like a couple months now like because yeah. that was may that the, i think may that the task force was um no, sorry, end of May was when John Motiel came forward. But it was like April, May that the task force was created and began investigating. Okay. So now let's flash forward to December. That's like what, like mm-hmm. half a year almost? Yeah, like six months or so. Yeah. The Center of Forensic Sciences finally, finally began testing DNA samples that were provided from Paul three years earlier. Oh, For my the Scarborough goodness. Rapist. Uh, I forgot rapings. about that. Three years. I'm sure a lot of people forgot about that. Exactly. In, in that time frame. That's a long time. But within that three years, like, the the task force in Scarborough was still going strong. They were still looking for him. Like, that didn't mm-hmm. end. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, it wasn't as in the forefront of the media as it once was because it had been a few years. Yeah. But they were still looking. Mm-hmm. Like, they were doing their best, and they had finally started testing. So then in January of 1993, um, Carla had shown up at the hospital with literally the most bruised face you'll ever see. 
And she says that she's been violently beaten by Paul Bernardo with a flashlight. And then Carla filed charges against him. These bruises are like so oddly symmetrical. It like covers her eyes and in between. Like it literally looks like she's wearing like Ray-Bans of a bruise on her face. Okay. This is the part that I said like people won't like my opinion, but I think this was like some kind of a ruse on her end. She to kind of play up her upcoming story of being a damsel in distress. Yeah. Because like this is the part that I know a lot of people don't agree with because it's like, oh, we need to believe women. I completely agree. Uh, yes. But she we, she is proven to be a master fucking liar and manipulator. Yeah, this is a this is different. It's a different type of situation. <laughs> and not that like if he did beat her, like that's absolutely wrong. And yes. like it makes him even yeah. more of a monster, of 100%. course. And I wouldn't put it past him. No, it's just not at all. Like we said, there seems to be patterns that we're noticing in their relationship and in the escalation of things. And it seems like she might have been yeah. an aggressor herself. Oh, yes. Possibly even more so than Paul in certain areas. Yes. So it's reasonable to speculate that there are two possibilities here. Yes. Either he did beat the shit out of her or she staged it because she's absolutely bad shit yeah. crazy and I just wouldn't put it past her. Oh, and and two, like, again, like I said, like, it's 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 also very possible he did beat her because clearly there are bruising on, like, all over her face. It's obvious some kind of pain was inflicted. Mm-hmm. What I'm thinking is, like, she could have instigated the situation and he did he, he, beat her like that mm-hmm. that's apparent or i don't know how it happened but like paul was questioned by the um green ribbon task force like they had come to the house like prior to this incident okay and asked him where he was on april 16th which is the day that Kristen french was abducted mm-hmm. so i i my my belief is that like they were starting to get concerned Mm -hmm. and probably talking about like how do we go about this like we're getting close to getting caught kind of thing like they've done what their efforts to cover the evidence as best as they could but like clearly the task forces were closing in on them so that's going to create tension between any couple whether they're like you know murderers or not so like Mm -hmm. i thought i think is like commotion stirred from there kind of thing so, and maybe this is when she started plotting her, like, I need to get myself out of this deal. Yep. Yep. I think, yes. I think if there was any worry that they were going to get caught, I have no doubt in my mind that Carla, Carla Homolka was planning an, uh, an, like an escape preservation. Yes. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And if she goes in and has documentation and charges filed, she will look like a battered wife. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and it it fucking worked you guys it yeah. worked yeah like whether she did it that like whether she planned it that way or not it did work yeah so then on february 9th of 1993 so this is just like about a month later the metro toronto sexual assault squad investigators they had interviewed carla they told her their suspicions about um paul being the scarborough rapist because they were catching in on mm-hmm. him like they were getting pretty close um Carla would steer the conversation back to the abuse of her 
and only her. Mm-hmm. Later that night, she had told her, like she had gone home from this like questioning and she had told her aunt and uncle that her husband was the Scarborough rapist. Like she knew everything. She just confessed everything to her aunt and uncle um, and that they were involved in the rapes and murders of Leslie Mahaffey and Kristen French. They didn't mention, she didn't mention Tammy at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that all of the rapes were recorded on videotape. So she confessed to family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I What I don't know is what side of the family this aunt and uncle were on, whether it was like mom's or dad's side. That's I tried finding that. I couldn't. Right. I couldn't even find their names. But Fair enough. On February 11th of 1993, Carla had met with um, a Niagara Falls lawyer, George Walker, um, and she was seeking full immunity from St. Catherine's Crown Attorney Ray Houlihan in exchange for her cooperation with like apprehending Paul. Mm-hmm. Homoka was then like placed under 24-hour surveillance so that they could like get her story from her. You see a lot of this in the documentary. And these are the these are the tapes that you see in the documentary that like sits with you and you know you're like watching. Like do they have like they taped her interviews? Yeah. Okay. Those for me were like the most bone chilling because mm-hmm. she is like a cold dead liar. Like you just feel it. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where you watch it and you're just like, I feel sick just watching her talk casually. And you just, it's, I don't know, it's unsettling. Mm-hmm. It's creepy. I can imagine. It's creepy. For me, it was like creepier than watching like Ed Kemper talk. Mm-hmm. Like it just, it, it was so, I don't know. She's so nonchalant. Yeah. And I don't know. She's a scary human being. I know. Scary. I know. <laughs> I like, know I know it seems like we're placing a lot of emphasis on Carla. It's just because like Paul is fucking in jail and like everyone knows he's a rapist and a fucking yeah. murderer and whatever. But like it's just the fact that this woman is I, out there. Yeah. Like that it's just and she did all of these things. Well, and, and that's the thing. It's like, see, it's not that I'm giving Paul a free pass at all here. No, God, like, he's an absolute monster. He's, he's, oh, he's literally also the devil the himself. The devil. Absolutely. There's there's no denying that. But for me, it's like, okay, if someone's gonna sit there and just be like, Okay, yeah, I did it, and he like pled guilty and like did all that and confessed his parts, like he's at least like cooperating himself but like she yeah continues. that's all you can hope for at that that's point that's the thing yeah. is it's like it doesn't excuse him in any no. way but it's kind of like well you know what at least he's kind of like turning himself in at this point and cutting his fucking losses and realizes he's caught you know what i mean but like yeah no i mean like <laughs> we have the shining example of like ted bundy who like till the day he died was like no i didn't do it yeah uh, no you can't fucking prove it yeah. oh we did but like now you can't fucking yeah, prove, you it. Can't like, prove it. You're just such an idiot. Yeah. You know? like, and it's just like, it's just frustrating. So it's like, I feel like with at least Paul, you get some kind of like resolution, like, okay, fuck this like piece of shit, like just confirmed admitted everything. Admitted that he was a yeah, piece of shit. It's the fact on. that Carla paints this paints picture. Paints this picture that she was a victim. Yeah. This, I didn't, I never did anything wrong. Like yeah. just. And see, I think maybe this is why I get like so fired up. Maybe you're the same way, but like with, <laughs> with someone like Carla, like, just lying through her fucking teeth like this, I, as a woman, get frustrated. And it's like, you're the reason why people can't trust women. You're the reason why people don't believe women when they come forward about shit. You're the reason why, like, people just have a hard time believing women when they're in danger or this or just any situation. It's just like, people like you give women the bad name. (laughs) Like, yeah. so it's just like, fuck you. Like, 
Yeah, like, literally, I fuck agree. you. You know, it's just like we expect certain people to be pieces of shit, Paul Bernardo. But it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like I, we just hold women to like a higher standard. Yeah, you know? it's like the duo of these two is Paul is the reason that women are scared to walk alone at night. And Carla is the reason that if you get attacked, people won't believe you. Yeah, they won't believe you that a yeah. Paul exists. It's like them together is the, they are the problem. They, they're they the problem <laughs> yes. with society. Yeah. Like, yeah. So it's just, I think that's why I get extra heated towards her because it's just like, ah, you're the fucking reason why like some scared woman can't go to the police department and tell her story because they'll just be like, ah, you're just pulling the wool over our eyes, yeah. you know? Yeah. So on February 17th, this is just um, a couple days after Carla had met with her lawyer seeking full immunity. Paul is arrested and brought in for holding and questioning. The police at this point, like, had already attain- obtained search warrants because Paul's because of like Paul's links to the murders were weak. They they could only um, warrant him like con- warrant the police like contained limitations. So it's just okay. like they couldn't do like they couldn't like rip the house apart. Okay. Um, so no no evidence that was not expected and documented in the warrant was permitted to be removed from the premises. Meaning like. They they had to, like, hand over, like, a list of things. Like, this is what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. So these are the only items we can leave with if found. Yeah. Yeah. Just in case anyone was, like, not understanding because I mumbled through all of that. <laughs> no, no, no. It makes sense. <laughs> um, all videotapes that the police found had to be viewed in the house because they were looking for tapes. That's part of the thing. Mm-hmm. Damage to the house had to be kept to a minimum. Police could not tear down walls looking for the videotapes. That was, like prohibited the search of the house including updated warrants lasted about 71 days and the only tape that was found in that search by the police um showed a short segment depicting uh carla performing oral sex on jane doe that was the only thing that was found by the police still damning evidence in my opinion Mm -hmm. of being like a willing participant but that's just me um yeah so that's that lasted 71 days there's also footage in the documentary I keep mentioning of like Carla at one point. I can't remember if she's walking through the house with an investigator or her lawyer, but she's like walking and like pointing out things. And this is the creepiest part. She's just casually like, oh, may I have that book, please? I'd really like to bring that home and read it. Oh, and then over there, that's where this happened. And it's like something super violent. And it's like, oh, but you're being really scary and like yeah, creepy. It's she's creepy. Like, I can't keep stressing it. Like, it's like watching a horror movie, but it's like, that's a real person, not an actor. Like, she's a fucking actor, but. Well, yeah, yeah. She is maybe the best actor of all. Yeah. Well, you know what? No, because here we are calling her out on our shit. (laughs) Not that she deserves any fucking awards, but I'm just saying. What's the award for, like, really bad shows or something? Like the, okay, I can't remember what they're called. I can't remember what the, I know I feel, what you're talking about, you, and I can't. There's like awards where it's either. like you get an award for like worst movie worst or movie worst ever. actress, yeah. like stuff like that. <laughs> so <clears throat> we'll continue until we remember what that's called, and then Haley's just gonna scream it. <laughs> <laughs> On um, May 5th, 1993, uh, Walker, who's Carla's lawyer, he was informed that the government was offering Carla a 12-year sentence plea bargain that she had one week to accept. If she declined, the government would charge her with two counts of first-degree murder for um, Leslie and Kristen and one count of second-degree murder and other crimes. Walker accepted the offer and um, Carla had, like, later agreed to it. Mm -hmm. So that... That happened on May 5th. Mm-hmm. May 7th. So just two days later, if my math is correct, 
Ken Murray, who was Paul's lawyer, had gained access to their house because the like preliminary police search was over. So like lawyers can go in and do like a secondhand mm-hmm. overview um, of the house to do his own search. He followed a note that was given to him by Paul describing in exact detail where the tapes were kept. Like he literally drew a map and was like, you go up these stairs, you turn right and like drew it out. You can see this in the documentary and it is also bone chilling. Um he followed it into a ceiling light fixture in the upstairs bathroom. He just untwisted it, pulled it open, and there were the tapes. He found the tapes and then kept them for 16 months and didn't turn them over. Yeah, insert long, scary pause. Are you allowed to no, do that? No, no, you are not. You are not. Ugh. I'll come back to him in a little bit. Um, I don't go too much deeper into him, but don't worry. Justice just... gets served on that end. Don't worry. Okay. 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 I mean, I just like there's so many things running I around. Know. Like I know you're a lawyer and you have to defend people and whatever, even if they're, if, if they're bad people. But, but you like, can't. You, you can't, can't withhold fucking... evidence, even if it's damning to your client. Yeah. So, on May 14th, again, just a few days after all of that, the plea agreement between Carla and the Crown was finalized, and she began giving her statements to police investigators. So, like her. Everything was, like, signed. This is your plea agreement. Spill the fucking beans. Let's go, bitch. Um, On June 28th, Carla's trial began. She pled guilty. Um, Her pleas and the statement of facts agreed to by her lawyer and the Crown are both covered by a publication ban at that time by the judge to ensure a fair trial for Paul. So, like, there was no, like, talk about her trial at the time because Mm -hmm. it they needed to secure that he had a fair trial because it's like if she kind of comes forward and gets this and then gets sentenced it affects the other and like witness testimony and statements and all that stuff where it's like you can't if they're having a separate trial it needs to be a separate trial it needs to be yeah so i i do understand it from that sense like legally yeah but that plea bargain should have never happened oh (laughs) yeah they should have been tried together for the crimes they did together I, i completely agree i completely agree yeah um yeah uh, sometime in September 1994, so this is just, this is a while after, because, like, she had pled guilty and, like, everything had kind of passed, and now and it was time it was, for... her trial was in June of 1993? Correct. So this is September 1994, so we're, like, over a year yes. later. Okay. Yeah. So Ken Murray quits as Paul's lawyer. He hands the videotapes over to his, like, successor, John Rosen. And Rosen turns the videos over to the police later that month. So he also kind of held them, mm-hmm. but he did turn them over faster, at least. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah, good for him. Like, you did better than the last guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this, like, wild fact that a key piece of evidence had been kept from police for so long created, like, a huge backlash. Obviously. I'm not surprised obviously. in the slightest. Like, I shouldn't I shouldn't have even written that in. Like, it should just be obvious. <laughs> but so and then especially when the public realized that Carla had actually been Paul's, like, willing accomplice in these videos. Yes. Yeah. The tapes were not allowed to be shown to spectators in the courtroom. However, they were allowed to listen to the audio portion, which, again, just even reading it is bad enough. Like, I can't imagine hearing, like, the real voices behind it. So spectators had headphones on. You can see this in the documentary. They're listening, whereas the jury and lawyers and everyone else is actually watching a screen and listening. Yeah. 
Mm. Yeah. So, um, I not want to be on that jury. Oh, God. So, one of the jurors, only, I think only one had spoke out in the documentary. And her, I think her description of watching these tapes is the best possible description you could give for something like that. She simply described it as being the most powerful thing she's ever seen. And that kind of resonates because it's like, although the world word powerful sometimes might seem like a positive thing it it doesn't have to be it doesn't have no. to be and i feel like that is like probably the most accurate description to give because she meant powerful in the sense of like it changed her for the rest of her life yeah and you can see this by the way this woman speaks and it is like it's touching yeah. because it's like those videotapes have just she again can't unsee them yeah and she well how do you, how do you uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't even know like it would f yeah it would fuck you up i mean i was when i was reading that article in the walrus it said that one of the police officers that had to watch them like collapsed in the hallway and like yep. had a panic attack because yeah. like it just broke down he's like i can't anymore after like watching like i don't even know if he got through all of them like yeah anyone that had to watch those is probably well, and that's the thing that's never gonna leave you no like because even like me reading out like the very vivid descriptions in this yeah. book like it it hurts your stomach. Yeah. Again, not a lot of things hurt my stomach, but yeah. like it it hits differently. Like yeah. So yeah. having her describe it as powerful is like I think that's the most accurate statement. It is powerful content. Yeah. Like to think two human beings were able to do this to other human beings, one that you're related to and is children. your own, and yeah. children. Just that's the disgusting. thing is these yeah. these are children. Yeah. Yeah. So it, I liked how she had expressed that like it's it felt very genuine and yeah. sincere so after the videotapes had been like found and everything um like the rumors were spreading amongst like the media and like the public that carla was an active participant of the crimes the public was like they just like grew very upset with the role that Carla had played and like the case being like kind of like fully exposed and the plea agreement now seemed like really unnecessary. But because she held up her end of the plea bargain, like Carla had already disclosed sufficient information, like they couldn't go back on it, obviously. Mm -hmm. And they kind of just. And her trial is already over. At this it's already point. done. She's yeah. already sentenced. Like it, that's just like not the way the law works, unfortunately. And that's like one of the holes that like I get like so angry with with like the system is it's like there should be room for that like especially in yeah. cases like this where it is like it's so extreme like especially when she blatantly lied like she tricked you yeah she she played she the system you. like yeah. she yeah and she's still tricking you by you sticking to your guns and kind of continuing on so it's just like it feels like a continued slap in the face like especially for like the families like i yes. i just i don't yeah. even if if you and me two people that don't even know these people at all are like this affected by it like i can't even imagine how insulted these victims feel yeah. because the family are victims the friends are victims the yeah. victims themselves the are community like they, just yeah. it's just like a, an injustice all around so it's just yeah so, uh, yeah, the contents of the videotapes, like, would have likely led to a conviction of a murder for Carla, um, an inquiry into the conduct of the prosecutors who had made the plea bargain, found their behavior professional and responsible, and the resolution agreement that they had established with Carla un 
assailable under the criminal code of Canada. Uh, Judge Patrick T. Galligan reporting to like the attorney general on the matter. He had indicated that in his opinion, the crown had no alternative but to negotiate with the accomplice in this case as the lesser of two evils with an accomplice rather than to be left in a situation where a violent and dangerous offender cannot be prosecuted. So they, at that time, were sticking to, well, she's the lesser of two evils. She can't be prosecuted. This is all before the videotapes have been watched by the jury and everything. So it's like they didn't even, these people that are making these claims hadn't even seen the videotapes yet. And they're literally just taking her word for it, mm-hmm. which is, that's the scary part is like in that moment, they did blindly follow and listen to this woman which everyone's gonna be like yeah listen to women like they're you know like we got to listen to their reports and this is accurate but in this case statistically the like male if in a couple is the dominant or just there's more male violent offenders right like just it just seems a little less that violence against women is most commonly committed by the hands of men so like these police yeah. officers are probably like, this woman, there's no way she could be as bad as him. Yeah. Why should no we way. believe her? She's been beaten herself by him. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, while she has, she still was a very active participant. Yeah. Like that is proven obvious. Even just reading it, it's like, yeah, like mm-hmm. it's pretty obvious. So September 1st, 1995, Paul is found guilty on all counts against him, including two counts of first-degree murder for killing um, Kristen French and Leslie Mahaffey. September 15th, 1995, uh, Paul is sentenced for to life in prison without the possibility of per- uh, parole for 25 years. He was then declared a dangerous offender, meaning he'll spend the rest of his life in jail. And basically, once you're declared that, you're like ability to get parole later is extremely hard because you're deemed someone who's going to reoffend. like mm-hmm. you're just so you're were the fucked. tapes watched by the jury in his trial yes okay yes okay. that's why people were so upset because yeah. her trial ended like basically a year prior yeah, yeah, yeah. and people are watching this thinking like they should both be sitting there mm-hmm. and like she's already serving her sentence she's close to being done mm-hmm. like she was only sentenced to 12 years mm-hmm. and yeah yeah. and i was just yeah i was gonna say i'll wait until you get there but (laughs) yeah so a six-month inquiry uh into the police investigation shows that mistakes were made by police departments and individual police which is good and that's that's meaning that like every time he was questioned they kind of just like went with their gut and let this charismatic guy go kind of thing you Mm -hmm. know so yeah they they did do inquiries and like interviewed like everyone that kind of came in contact with him and they did their part. Did they do it well? No. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's you know what? When you give the overview of the investigation and everything, it's not the worst that we've seen, of course. Yeah. Like even them interviewing him and then being like and then letting him go. Well, like I said, they probably interviewed thousands of people. So yeah. that doesn't really get to me as much. And they did catch them in the end. So like it like I said, there have been definitely more botched yeah. police investigations that we've discussed even on this podcast. But yeah. I think what is the most frustrating part is the Carla part. Is yes. that like because they caught, they caught Paul in the end. He's not getting out. Yeah. But it's that you got tricked though into a situation that you yeah. can't go back on. No. You've like legally bound yourself into a situation where it's just like, well, fuck. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like the Clifford Olsen thing with the money where it's like you just 
you set a dangerous you kind precedent. Of made yourself look like an idiot now. Yeah. 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 Even though you were tr- your intentions were the best of intentions. Yeah. And, and but- my my thing with like the legal system and i know that there's somebody out there that like obviously knows the law way better than i do i am not claiming to be like an expert at all but i i do understand that they're like oh well we can't go back on it because it it kind of eliminates any future trust going forward it sets this precedent of like oh well if you confess to stuff like we hold the right to go back on it so like that's what like the canadian government was trying to avoid yeah like setting the precedent of like future yeah we can go con- back on confessing to something being promised immunity and being like oh yeah but you gave that to carla homolka and then you went back and put her in prison yeah. for long you know so and like how like, would i trust you but i think i think that is to my my own stupid layman's terms brain i think that would be like a good precedent to set because future offenders would be then scared into like talking they'll talk but they'll tell the truth because they would be so scared of, like, the deal being revoked. You know what I mean? So you yeah. might get more accurate accounts of, like, well, this is what happened. Because I know if they find the evidence later, they can go back on well, it. Well, or there should be some sort of clause or stipulation where it's, like, you get immunity if everything you tell us turns out to be true. Yeah. Well, that's that's the other part that I have this issue. Is like they wrote this detailed plea bargain, but they didn't put in there saying pending any evidence or pending review of the videotapes like it it should have been put in there like yeah you know what here's your here's your special immunity you get and lessened sentence and all that fun stuff that you're fighting for so hard but it's all pending because she might have behaved differently had that been put in yep i think so she might have kept her mouth shut Mm -hmm. and then we would have gotten justice either way because had she just kept her mouth shut there wouldn't have been a plea deal yeah so it's just frustrating from like no matter what angle you look at it. It's just yeah. yeah this is why I get so like no, <laughs> I don't know, I know, I know. <laughs> and I know everyone does. That's not like it's just frustrating. So I'm glad that they did do like an inquiry into like all of the people that like played a role because that is important. Like yeah. we got to hold ourselves accountable and do that. Mm-hmm. So in ni- uh, summer of 1997, uh, Carla like she was staying at the Kingston Prison for Women. It was closed and she was moved to the Joliet Institution in Quebec, which is, like, a pretty cushy place. Like, reporters were upset for a little while and, like, same with the community because, like, I guess pictures had come out of, like, her in, like, the courtyard just kind of, like, living her best life. Like, Mm. and it didn't really look like she was, like, serving a sentence. You know what I mean? Um, December 16th, 2004, the National Parole Board rules that Carla must stay in prison for her full term ending in July 5th, uh, 2005. So that's like just a year away like mm-hmm. barely months away um so in april of 2005 the Ater- uh, ontario attorney general michael bryant claims says that carla will not be charged with killing her sister when she is released from prison in july so currently no one is actually held accountable for tammy's death technically on paper technically on paper it is still ruled an accidental death what? Yes. No one has been held accountable for her death. But there was videotapes of that too, wasn't there? There's no videotapes of the death though. Oh, That's right. the thing is all three of these girls, their deaths weren't videotaped. It was just the assaults. So they had to just take their word for them basically. Yeah. Okay, but if you take the word for Leslie and Kristen, then where's the there, justice for Tammy then? There isn't. There isn't. (laughs) 
Yeah. I'm just thinking about Carla Homolka's parents right now. I, like, I, that's now just, do you understand why like I didn't want to go and like bash them too hard no, or anything? No, no, because no, it's no, just no, like I know. it's like just been the fact enough. that like you're you're if you take Carla out of it, you're in the same position that these other parents are in, that your daughter was yeah. assaulted and murdered in like the most horrific way possible. But then you add that your other daughter fucking did it. I don't yeah. I just don't know how you go on. Like, yeah. I, I don't even know. Yeah. I don't know how you would do that. I Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I'm trying to find it now because <sighs> this is what I was trying to add in this morning. I, I stupidly didn't, like, tag off either the, like, it was either on my computer or in one of my books. Um, Carla had written a letter to her family, like, confessing her involvement with Tammy's death. Mm-hmm. And basically, t- like, taking ownership for it. Um, but it was, like, written in, like, literally the most narcissistic tone of, like, oh, I'm telling you this now so that I can, like, uh, basically save you from losing another daughter. Like, all this stuff. It was just I, – I I can't find it now, though, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is, like, really frustrating. I Maybe I will post it once I find it, like, the written, because it's, like yeah. – it's one of those things where you read it and you're just, like – Ew. This doesn't make up for anything. No, no, shut the fuck up. You just made it worse. Like, mm-hmm. so July 2005, July 4th, Carla is released from her prison after serving her 12 year sentence. She gets out of the St. Anne de Plaine prison, which is like where she had been transferred to just a month before her release. Reporters were obviously like waiting outside just to like catch a glimpse. This is what like we had seen all over the news when we were that age yeah the when i was saying to you last night where i was like this is why when i was younger i thought that all of this had happened in our, in our lifetime life. yeah because i all i remember is being a young child and seeing carla homolka and paul bernardo's face like yes, all over the news everywhere and then so when i got older and realized it happened in like the late 80s early 90s yeah before we were born and i was like oh i didn't realize it was that early just because i have visions memories, memories of the news coverage for right? weeks I know Carla and people being outraged and all of that. So it's just, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then February 21st, 2006, uh, Paul's lawyer reveals that Paul, while like serving his sentence, actually confessed in October of 2005 to at least 10 more sexual assaults. This is what I was saying is it comes forward that there's more. Yeah. Like, they're both just bags of shit. Yeah, I, yeah. I know. Um, as I've mentioned before in, like, probably both the episodes, um, in December of 2001, Canadian authorities determined that there were there was no possible future use of the videotapes, and the six videotapes depicting the torture and rape of Carla and Paul's victims were destroyed. Uh, my stance on this is both in agreeance and disagreeance. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think Beca- I know where you're gonna come, come yeah. at from those perspectives. Yes. Yeah, because like, yes, I wholeheartedly agree. No one ever needs to see those again, even though the transcripts are like readily available everywhere. I still think like, yeah, it does those victims justice to not have to like live on in video. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I'm someone who believes that like after someone passes, video 
and images is what keeps your like spirit alive. Mm -hmm. Like you can go and watch like a happy video of like your old dog that passed away and it just, it keeps them alive to you. Yeah. And these videos don't do justice to the life that these girls lived. Of course not, no. And could have grown on to live. And it's just like, so I do agree on that sense. Like, yeah, Yeah. burn them. They burnt them. Like Mm -hmm. destroy them. But then on like the legal side, to say that there was no possible future use for the videotapes feels like a slap in the face because then that means there's no, you know, physical viewing evidence if for whatever reason the Crown decides to be like, let's fucking overturn this and get Carla back to serve what she actually deserves, which is life in prison. Well, the thing that gets me is that, like, you can't try someone for the same crime twice. I know. So, yeah. <laughs> so if they were only tried for Kristen and Leslie... You could have tried her for Tammy. like, And that's the thing. That's what gets me is that if you had included Tammy in the original trial, then you can't can't retry that. Yeah. But they did But she wasn't included and they murdered her. They murdered her intentionally. So like, I don't know. Like there's just, how is there no... Yeah. How How did no one see that as an opportunity? That and like, that's why I get so upset about like the chemical burns on Tammy's face because in the like, like interview she has with investigators that you can see in this documentary please go watch it she, they ask her like okay so you put the rag onto her face and she corrects them she's like no i held it above her face trying to intentionally manipulate like her involvement with the murder mm-hmm. aspect because her holding it directly onto her face is different than holding it above because of like the actual like severe chemical inhalation like yeah holding it onto her face is likely what killed her well yeah that's that's absolutely that would so it's just like i I don't know they just they could have tried her on that and it's just so frustrating and again i mean we're not experts in the legal system maybe there's a reason why they couldn't but it just seems to me like it seems like a missed opportunity Yeah. yeah Um, before her imprisonment, uh, Carla had been evaluated by like numerous psychiatrists, psychologists, and other mental health and court officials. Uh, Carla reported one remains of something of a, diagnos- a diagnostic mystery, according to one of the officials. Despite her ability to present herself very well, there is a moral vacuity in which, in her, which is difficult, if not impossible, to explain. That's like what one of the officials had said. That's scary. Yeah, so like that's not promising to me. No, so I'm not sure. We can't explain her, so we'll just let her go. Yep, (laughs) yep, yep. And while like other inmates like were able to like apply for parole right at like the first opportunity, Carla couldn't because at the time she was deemed a risk to reoffend. She was denied statutory release two thirds two-thirds of the way through her sentence in 2004. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I was going to say, um, like, before when I was I was going to ask if she served her full sentence because oftentimes they don't. Yeah. So the fact that they made her serve her full sentence means that, like, that's bad. <laughs> like, you're bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. they've let people out for murder Yeah. at, at two-thirds of their sentence. So it's like you – you were for- forced to serve your full sentence because that's all they could enforce on you. Exactly. And and this is going to further back that up. Um, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, CBC, noted that um, the National Parole Board has ruled that Carla Homoka must stay in prison for her full sentence, warning that she remains a risk to commit another violent crime. While like the NPB noted that she had made some progress 
toward rehabilitation, they also expressed concern that Carla had begun corresponding with another convicted murderer whom she had met, she, whom she had met when they were both being held in different parts of the prison handling unit and in St. Anne de Plaine, Quebec. So she had begun a relationship within prison while she's trying to like rehabilitate from, you know, becoming a battered wife to an abusive murdering spouse. So like the parole board was concerned, like, well, you're supposed to be rehabilitating here and you've now gone and latched yourself onto another male that's a prisoner in here that is the spitting image of Paul. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Concerning. (laughs) As a result, they they decided to keep her in the prison. Like this is when she was like trying to get parole and get it like released early um they had reported that uh carla had had sex in prison with a male inmate and show and she now wants to marry a former cell like a pal she says it did she tried to marry this person in prison did her i'm assuming then her and paul must have gotten divorced at some point through all of this i don't know when exactly i couldn't find that Mm -hmm. but yeah they must have yeah yeah um I don't know. I, I've read a lot of things that people th- say that they still have contact, but I, I don't, I can't prove that. So I didn't want to like include that. <laughs> well, I will, well, no, 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 no. I was going to look up. I, uh, I think it was my favorite murder where they were saying something about the name that she changed her name to. Yes. Have you heard about this? About yes. Where so it's she from? changed it to um, Leanne Teal. And uh, that was the name that her and Paul had previously tried to change their names to was Teal for the last name. Um, They had done that like just before they were like really close to getting caught. Like they put like a request in to have their names changed, but it had like come back denied for whatever reason. Okay. So because I think in the podcast they were saying that that makes sense that they had discussed changing their name to that because apparently the the name Teal or the full name Leanne Teal, I can't remember, something about the name was like from a movie a called movie. Criminal Law or something. Yeah. Yeah. And they had just like really identified with about, like. I think because I think it's supposed to be about a couple who kills or something like that. Yes. Like it's supposed to be something about that they related to. Yeah. Yes. Which is very like theatrical of them. And it's just like. Oh, and it goes to show that she's still absolutely in love with him. Oh, 100%. So it's like you. If you're in the legal system or any part of this and you're sitting there telling yourself, no, 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 she's she realizes her she was wrong and and she was sucked in by him and all this and she's now disassociated with him and she's out and she's going down a different path. Look at what she changed her name to. Yeah. She hasn't let it go. No. (laughs) No. She is still the exact same person that she was. Yes. So that I just don't think you need any more proof than that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah (sighs) yeah so yeah they had like a two-day hearing about her like you know pending her release and all that um they they ruled that she does still pose a risk to the public at large as a result of that um using section and i didn't look up the section but i'm just going to list it for anyone that does want to look it up um 810.2 of the criminal code uh certain restrictions were placed on carla as a condition to her release because she's deemed you know possibly to reoffend, which yeah then maybe just keep her like maybe just keep her 
I, I, I don't know. I know. So I'll list the eight conditions. Here they are. <clears throat> Number one, she was t- to tell police her home address, work address, and with whom she lives. Number two, she's required to notify police as soon as any of the above changed. Number three, she was likewise required to notify police of any change to her name, which she has done. She's changed her name a few times now. She Mm -hmm. has moved a few times and she does keep police up to date. And this is why we are able to so quickly find out where Mm -hmm. she goes. Mm -hmm. Four, if she planned to be away from her home for more than 48 hours, she had to give 72 hours notice. Five, she could not contact Paul Bernardo, the families of Leslie Mahaffey and Kristen French, or that of the women known or that of the woman known as Jane Doe, or any violent criminals. So she can't have contact with Paul, mm-hmm. any violent criminals, aka the person she tried to date in prison, yeah. <laughs> and the victim's families. But they didn't list list Tammy Homoka. That's a victim. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have any fucking right to talk to your family now. They're no longer your family. You've done them the most largest possible dishonor ever. Well, like, yeah, I think if the fam if her family doesn't want her to contact them ever yeah. again, then that should have been put in there. I don't. I, know I don't know though where they the, stand. what their wishes. Yeah, would be um, because I'm simply not a parent and I cannot speak to what they Mm. would be thinking at that point or if they would want to absolutely cut ties with her i don't know i wouldn't blame them either way because like i said i just can't comment on it but um if they wished for that then that should have been included because i personally think she shouldn't be allowed to talk to her family ever again unless they unless they want to yeah so this next this next stipulation is the part that fucks me up. Number six. Okay, here we go. She's forbidden to be with people under the age of 16 and to consume drugs or other than prescription medication. I'm sorry. She's forbidden to be with people under the age of 16. She has three children. How can she legally be in the same room as them? Yeah. Yeah. Is she like, is she on the sex offender list? I believe so. I believe with the she nature of be, her right? crimes. Yeah. yeah. I, I believe that's what happens with sexual so how assault cases. If I, you're a sex offender and you have kids. I don't know. That I don't know. Yeah. If, any, if anybody know. knows, like please like, update us, email if us. If anyone has any sort of or you know anyone in law enforcement or in the legal Anything. system that knows about this, because I am genuinely curious. Because this baffled me. Because yeah. I was just like that that's even further doesn't make sense to why this person was allowed to have children. Yeah. When when she legally is not allowed to be in the same room as them yeah that's (laughs) so bizarre i just number seven she's required to continue therapy and counseling a (laughs) doy like i mean first of all everyone should do therapy and counseling i'm all for that but if anybody fucking needs any kind of counseling it's carla yeah yeah like fuck and then the last one it's whatever she's required to provide police with like an updated dna sample yeah fucking obviously mm-hmm. <laughs> so even though we know they're not gonna fucking use it for anything so. yeah so that's that's what i've got like written down but oh man there's just so much like yeah that's i i think yeah. she's she is like the entire definition of a psychopath yeah yeah she checks all of the fucking boxes i i strongly urge everyone to watch the documentary it's very impactful thankfully there's nothing visually 
like traumatizing in it. The the documentary's traumatizing. Hearing everything is fucking awful. Yeah, hearing but, the case in general is traumatizing. So I would imagine, yeah, if you if this hasn't been traumatizing enough for you yeah. and you want more for some reason, <laughs> yeah. um, yeah, then go for it. But yeah, obviously be aware that yeah, it's it's gonna be yeah very it's it's gonna be a visual representation of what we've told you. Yeah, I do, and I also like the book that I have mentioned a few times. I, I mean it when I say if you are if you have a weak stomach and cases like this really upset you, mm-hmm. please, for the love of God, do not read it. Yeah, I know. I asked I, when you got it. I was like, oh, I'm gonna read it after, and I'm like fifty fifty at this point. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Things, I don't know if I need to. Like, uh, we'll it, see. Thankfully, like you, you can. I, I've had to like glance and just skip over mm-hmm. some parts where I see there's a lot of dialogue. It's usually dialogue that's from. Yeah, the videotapes. I I had to skip some of it because it's it's so graphically written verbatim for what they say, and it's it fucks you up. So I'm normally all for like read this book, support this author, do what you can to support this author. It's really well written. Yeah, but just be yeah, just just be, be aware. It's a heavy, heavy fucking read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to like pair this one with like a a really light hearted book in between. I. I- I'm not surprised. Yeah, <laughs> lots of lots of shits creak before bed. And yes, <laughs> oh, super like story. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> just light. This is maybe this is why thing. I haven't slept for the last three weeks. Like I was maybe. doing really good with my. Remember sleep that routine. meme you made? <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> not doing so hot, guys. I'm so glad this is finally done. <laughs> like this is a big one. I and I'm sure I probably in some degree messed stuff up, but. I think it's you did just, an amazing job covering I, I this, hope, Becky. And I, I know think you did a really good job. Thank you. I, I will update if there's ever any things that I need to correct on this case because it's so, like, it's just one of those crazy important ones. They're all important. I don't mean to, like, no, belittle course. any but of But like cases, we said, like, this was especially, especially, uh, like, being Canadian. But it hits like different. we said, this one hit, like, the world. Everyone yeah. knows about this case. So it's it's just, it's yeah. something that we were we were bound to cover at some point we're canadian podcasters for true crime so like of course it's something we were going to cover but i understand it's not it's not one you look forward to it's it's just uh yep it's upsetting all around so yeah you know if anyone runs into leanne teal out there yeah oh yeah update she lives in quebec um yeah i feel like i remembered that like the last time i looked it up that she was still in quebec yeah so she lives in quebec she has three children um the person she's married to is actually her her lawyer's brother yeah which would blew my mind when you told me that yeah i mean okay uh okay like well, i don't even know what to say to that i know i i have like i i just i have no comment because it's just like okay you're okay. fucking insane like yeah you're either crazy you have super low self-esteem or you're delusional or you're or you're just know. as fucked as she is yeah i don't know so i my, i, I don't just know. I, I just hope and pray that those children are okay yeah i uh, mean i i i don't know how you could be i'm I sorry don't i don't be. know how you would be able to grow up and not be totally fucked up but um well because like what my concern is like what does she she just lie to her kids about her person like about herself and i don't know how you would be able to continue that lie once they get older like they'll find out they'll find out if you're lying to them they'll find out there's images all over yeah i know and she and i'm i'm i wouldn't be surprised if she got followed like regularly right like or gets photographed or whatever like when you're when you have young kids you can be like oh whatever you can tell them anything but when you get older i mean 
they'll figure it out. They're going to figure it out. Like, that's the thing. It's like, I don't know what story she has told her children. But it, but, but it doesn't it, matter. But she will have th- had a lifetime of their lifetime telling them whatever lies, brainwashing them, yeah. whatever, telling them. So they could very well believe her. Yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not cool. She um, actually was on the parent-teacher board for a little while at her children's school. But then, I know, <laughs> Haley's face just scrunched up so hard and literally looked like she was about to, like, because throw I just, up on the face. I just had a vision of, like, one day when we have kids and then, like, I don't know, on I the know. board. And then it's just like, oh, yeah, there's Carla Homolka on my child's soccer team teacher board mom. or whatever. I just had that vision where I'd be like, burn her. What the fuck? I'd be like, we're Grab moving. Her. Like, <laughs> people well, have moved after away. We, like, yeah, I'm not surprised. So when people found out, they, like signed petitions and they kicked her off she's not allowed to be on like the school premises now because like the entire community was like no fuck you well you're not allowed to be around people under 16 so thank you (laughs) get the fuck away i i I, uh i know my brain hurts i'm going nuts right now yeah so it just (laughs) ruined your fucking day didn't i (laughs) yeah it's yeah I, I don't even know what to say now other than just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just that's what it is, guys. I don't know. Let us know your thoughts. Are you just as angry as we are? I'm sure you are. I feel like this is going to be the case that we get the most emails about. You guys seem all, all like really good people. So that means that you're probably just as angry as we are. <laughs> yeah. Good. Everyone should be angry. Yeah. I'm fucking so, furious. This is why it. you know that this is this is why Becky's been leading a trail of memes. Yes. <laughs> Paul and Carla for the last for, like, few months. Weeks. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's just been like, you guys need to suffer with me. <laughs> yeah. And I'm and I I don't want to speak for you. I'm sure they will continue though. Oh yeah. Whenever they whenever a good one pops in my head, I'm like, ah, she needs to be made fun of again. So here we go. Yeah. Yeah. That's all we can do. Yeah. Well, that was that was Paul and Carla. Yeah. I'll say again, you did a really good job covering that, though. Thank you. It's I feel, not an easy one to no. cover. So I would. I'm going to say this because I know I haven't in any of the episodes gone into like a full, I don't know, deep explanation of like the victims and maybe not have done them as much justice as I should have. I would like to do like either a bonus episode at some point where I, I just briefly talk about like the lives that they've lived because mm-hmm. they were young, beautiful women that had very hopeful futures and they were taken way too fucking early by the world's grossest atrocity of people like yeah so i i want to do something for them or find out what if there's any kind of like organizations that have been started in their name or anything like that because i think that's what needs to be highlighted here is yeah Yeah. these victims and also any of the victims that have been involved with the scarborough rapings by paul bernardo like absolutely something needs to be done like in honor of them because it's just a scary world out there guys yeah yeah so we're gonna close it off here (laughs) (laughs) you're like all right i I need to just go i don't know take a couple shots or something like (laughs) numb the pain away Yeah, so on that note, sign up to be super cool and join our cult of extremely awesome people who love true crime at www.patreon.com slash how to not get killed. And if you ever want to chat and connect with us about Paul and Carla or anything else, but yeah. probably about Paul or and Carla for me mental support, weeks, um, <laughs> you can send us an email to how to not get killed at gmail.com. Or you can DM us or comment on our posts on Instagram at how to not get killed. 
And you can follow us on Twitter at H2NGK. And you can also check out our website and shop our merch at www.howtonotgetkilled.com. Thanks for listening, thanks guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking through that one. Yeah, yeah. thanks for sticking it out thanks. with us. If there's anyone still listening. Yeah, <laughs> just crickets. Well, keep it sleazy, everybody. See ya. <laughs> Bye.